Sweat Equity Podcast and streaming show, pragmatic entrepreneurial advice and dick jokes, hosted by myself, Law Smith, and Eric Ray River Reginger. Produced by John Paul Lababu from Tampaniac. Hashtag girthy ROI, hashtag 69B2B, hashtag sweat equity. If you're giving us some love out there in uh, the social media land, pass this along to a friend, loved one. Yeah, we're getting football season. It's hard knocks time. This stays beyond football season. Don't hockey season. I don't care. Don't bring that playbook. We're not cutting you yet. All right. We're sponsored by trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat. That's trygrasshopper.com forward slash sweat and gets you fifty dollars off your business phone line. Hook that up. Hook it up for us. Hooks up the it hooks you up, gives us a little shekels for our show. Um we're also sponsored by FreshBooks, gofreshbooks.com forward slash sweat. These should be in the description if you don't write them down as you're jogging. Active listening, passive activity. Mm-hmm. You're in your car, stuck in traffic. You're ignoring your little kids like I do when I listen to podcasts. Go freshbooks.com forward slash sweat. Uh, better than QuickBooks, better than zero. Get that direct deposit the next day, son. Warby Parker, warbyparkertrial.com forward slash sweat. Uh, give you five pairs to try on at your house. I got my prescription glasses through Orby Parker. You can do your sunglasses prescription through them. It'll be less expensive. You're paying for that retail. You're paying for that brick and mortar by one company, Italian company called Luxottica. They price gouge you. WarbyParkerTrial.com forward slash sweat. If you want more of us, the incremental podcast hosted by Eric. Yeah. Wellness. Uh, yeah. Get, getting well. Getting swole, swole yeah. patrol. Yep, 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 yep. I really got to record another one now, huh? I brought it's like five episodes in a row. You keep talking about it. I've resurrected my podcast, the College Football Podcast, three XO Triple Option Podcast. It's on iTunes. We do it on Sunday or Monday night, uh, live on our Facebook page. So be part of that engagement. If you want production studio services, sweat sweatlodge dot studio, sweatlodge dot studio. That's where we do this recording from and if you need digital agency help solving how go to t-o-c-o-b-a.ga that's tokabaga t-o-c-o-b-a.ga are we ready that's how you do motherfucking pre-roll Woo! My sweat equity sweat equity sweat 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 Thanks for listening to the podcast before coming on. Erica D'Angelo from D'Angelo Law. Let him hear your voice. Hey. We swear there's a girl in here. We swear. She's actually here. She is a business attorney. She's a woman. She's a lady. Don't don't me to her. Call her girl. I know what I meant. You know, boys and girls. It's just determining. One or the other. You know what? I read uh, a friend of the program, Matt Fernandez, I believe, had this post about Calling white women ma'am is their N-word. <laughs> no? Anybody? Uh, I thought that was funny. I'm not a fan. If I call you ma'am. Not offended. Not offended, right? But don't like it. <laughs> and therein lies <laughs> a lot of confusion, I think, on men. We're like, okay, you don't like it. Then we won't call you that. Like. My assistant calls me ma'am, but I think it's because she just has like a southern personality and she was raised to call everybody ma'am and sir. I think that is the the cheat code. If you can do it in a southern accent and you're like, sir, ma'am, then it totally waves any of that, right? But I've said ma'am to people and they're like, don't call me ma'am. 
Like I'm never people I'm never gonna meet. That's yeah, that's a, like people I'm never gonna see again. Like shut up. I was trying to be nice. Hold the door for someone exactly. like at Publix and they're like I'm like, yes, ma'am. And they're like, don't call me ma'am. I'm like, who are you? I'm not. I don't see you. You're just a. Watch this. I'm going to call this lady ma'am. So yeah. I'm going to piss her off. This is so the new good. jackass. Yeah. Man. Like. I'm really good. Tom Greener. Yeah. Ugh. Oh, man. I right, Look, it's a big deal now. And you lawyers are very specific about what you're. How calculated everything's phrased. So, because the college football podcast I mentioned. I do it with two business attorneys, and we literally got in a fight over if this was week zero or week one <laughs> when Florida plays Miami, and it's like, you know, there's only two games on there, but it's they took that Saturday, and one guy's saying week zero, one guy says week one, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like, this is the world they live in. Who went, Who won? Oh, I won, because I said it's week one. Yeah, it's just a two-week week, week one. It's week one. If the, week zero if doesn't make record, sense. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. And when ESPN really dictates how we message things, so I went on there and just looked it up. I think Eric is giving me a face like there is no way it's week one. It's week zero. No, it's week one. Okay, thank okay, you. Good. We're on agreeance. Then Chad, you're wrong. Chad, you're such an idiot. Chad, Chad. sweet him, sweeting. You're wrong. Week and zero. He'll never listen to this. Week. I mean, W-A-A-K. it's tempting to call it zero because it was Miami and Gators playing and. Wow. Yeah. Coming out the gate, Peyton. What are you? I thought you were an FSU fan. Yeah, that's right. Okay, okay, that's fine. How many wins are we getting out of them? Oh God, I don't know. Not enough. I'm thinking seven to five. <laughs> I, I, Erica might know more about college football than me these days. Yeah, I'm looking over at you, and you're like, huh, huh, huh? Are they good? No, <laughs> they're not very good. <laughs> not a lot of the Florida teams aren't very good right now, but. Neither is Auburn. We'll probably lose to Oregon on Saturday night. Anyway, um, let's talk business. Let's talk business a lot, a little bit. Uh, we have had business attorneys in here before, and I feel like it's worth reiterating. They're very. This is very softball question, straight up, very transparent with the audience. Um, and this is general business. Why do I need an LLC to protect my business, or why do I need anything to protect my brand? Well, what's the point of it? What do I need to do? I just want to sell pizza. Why do I need anything? Some people are so clueless about this. It's it bothers me so much. Well, we live in a world where there's so many people who think they can be entrepreneurs and we have access to so many resources with the Internet now that people just jump in, but they don't really know the first thing about what needs to be put in place before you start holding yourself out there as a business. Um, but one of the reasons you need an LLC or a corporation or some sort of entity is to separate yourself from your business for liability purposes. So if something happens, whether it's financial or you know, some sort of legal action, you can protect yourself as an individual and your personal finances and whatever happens will just reflect the business. I mean, worst case scenario, you lose your business, that's better than losing your life savings. Um, But one of the other things that people ignore the most, which is very frustrating in my line of business, is protecting their brand. And that's usually through trademarks or copyright or depending on what kind of business somebody's in. Um, But they they just go ahead, they search SunBiz in Florida or they search whatever secretary of state for the state they're in in Google. And they're like, oh, nobody else has this name. I'm free to use it. And they (laughs) just start using it without doing their due diligence. Yeah, you were telling me a story last week um, 
I forget what was it was a local story about a name and the name isn't even I can't even remember it. I have it in my notes, but it was like cold, cold brew or something. What was the what was the story you told me about just naming? I well, I, I think I told you too, but there's one about the Seminole Heights businesses. Is that the one? Yeah, the for the, those outside the area, it's like the hipster part of yeah. Tampa. Um, uh, your Silver Lake of Tampa, I guess, uh, or Williamsburg of Tampa, if you're in New so York or LA. This guy had like a, a coffee truck where he sold coffee out of his his truck, kind of like a food truck. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, another business called Brewbus, and they're they're actually brick and mortar, and they have a craft beer line called Florida Avenue. Yeah. And this coffee truck guy, Spatty, he wanted to open a restaurant, an actual brick and mortar, and, and kind of expand his brand. So he did that, and he, he started promoting it. He invested a lot into it. And on opening day, he got hit with a trademark infringement lawsuit from Brewbus saying that he's infringing on their name because he named it like a Florida Avenue Eatery or Florida Avenue Eats. I can't remember which one it was, but literally day one, he had to completely rebrand. So just to clarify for some peeps that Florida Avenue is an actual avenue that the Spatty's Coffee guy was on and Brewbus is residence or whatever is uh, headquartered on uh, an actual Florida Avenue. They have a beer called Florida Ave. Yeah, too. but but how like how can they take Florida Avenue that part of it and lay a trademark claim if it's it's not the same exact name, right? They didn't use the same exact name as right. the other people. So that's that's actually a really good question, and that's what some people were arguing when good this job. happened. Is <laughs> is the geographic significance of we, a trademark? We like when we get gold stars. When guests say that's a good question, we're like, "Oh, we we did it. We we did good." Sorry, go ahead. Um, yeah. So the the hard part is that there was a geographic significance to it, and uh, a lot of times you can't get a trademark when it revolves around geography. But there is kind of a workaround, and that's exactly what Brewbrust did. So about five and a half years ago, they applied for the trademark for Florida Avenue and they got it on what's called the supplemental register. There's two different trademark registers. So if it's descriptive, you can sometimes get on the supplemental. So they got on there and then for five years, they continue to run their business and have Florida Ave. And um, after the five years, then you can apply to be on the main register. And that's when you can, you have the, the rights to file the infringement case and all the other benefits that come along with it so spatty just coincidentally uh, opened his shop right after their five-year mark and when they applied to be on the principal register uh, it's still so crazy but like i mean you're the, still perplexed it's, well, it's a public entity it feels like right, right it just seems like you know calling it tampa bay whatever you know and then be like i use tampa bay in my name too i'm suing you i don't well, Florida Ave is more specific than Tampa Bay, right? Like, he probably never would have, Brubus probably never would have gotten on to the supplemental register at all if they were just referring to Tampa Bay. Like, I see a lot of trademarks out in San Francisco where people call it Bay Area, whatever. They're not getting those trademarks. It's not possible because Florida Avenue doesn't really have geographic significance to people outside of this small area. Mm-hmm. They were able to get on the supplemental register. But if I went Castro Street, in San Francisco, that's where all the gay people hang out. Uh, you would know that. <laughs> I knew. I, I party with the gays over there. Uh, that that would make sense. But right? this is exactly why, though, Spatty or whoever else—I don't know who else was involved in that business. 
should have gone to a trademark attorney and gotten a search and, and figured it all out ahead of time. I mean, but they don't want to spend that time or money. But it costs a lot more money. <laughs> I know it's crazy. Well, we're not good planners, right? Just I think in general, I think. Who's we? <laughs> I think we, yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no. Me and Erica are good players. <laughs> right. no, look, I'm saying you guys are better players than I am, probably. I'm just saying and we as humans, the royal we, we're not good planners as far as I should sit down and write a list and ask someone older than me who's been there what to do, right? This. I, I mean, do... Should everybody just wing it when they're opening a business? Do you know how many people do? <laughs> well, yeah. It's crazy. That's, that's why a lot of them fail. About. I think that's why the fail rate's so high, yeah. right? Because I think if you really look at it, you wouldn't dip your toe into this thing. But ego is a, is a slippery slope, right? You need enough to do it, but too much is really bad, right? Because yeah. then you're not really taking a step back. You just think you got it all. And so, so my thing with like ego and, and small business owners, like, if you get to five years, you're in the, you're what, what's the stat we looked up a while back? It's like fifty percent are done by year five, something like that. Yeah, that was year three, but most people whatever. maybe a seventy percent. Uh, yeah, there's a maybe three year or a five year. Maybe <laughs> make up stats. Who cares? <laughs> maybe hundred and ten percent of businesses go out of me. How many? How many become tycoons? Right. That's what I want to know. I want to bring back tycoon, magnet, and uh, baron. I think instead of entrepreneur. Okay. Entrepreneurs too. Eh. It's too hard to spell. We give um, tycoon advice. Yeah, we give tycoon. <laughs> this is a tycoon podcast. Yeah, hashtag tycoon advice. Yeah. Congl- <laughs> um, so I'm saying like most people, this, this is why most Americans outlive their means, right? I do. I talk about that on stage. You're a real Mer- You're not a real American unless you've really lived outside what you can spend. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're notoriously bad at saving, right? It's the same thing with business. You should go find someone, hopefully this podcast will help, to go, what are the five things I need to get started with? And I always go business attorney and accountant. Like, get those two. I think that's great advice. It's a part of a rack sheet. The next one's like insurance, because uh, people don't think about that either. Mm-hmm. Good business bank account. It's not shiny. It No, it's un, it's not... People want to really romanticize a lot of entrepreneurship. And I look, myself included, like... I I do like that part of it where it is very American and it's very uh, attractive to create your own thing. Very, I think of Teddy Roosevelt a lot, I guess, even though he wasn't really an entrepreneur. But uh, he, well, he was more of a government guy. But I'm saying like he was a government. He was he was a rough writer. He was a pioneer. I think you, you get all American thinking about that explorer-ish kind of thing. Started that record label and you know, took off. <laughs> Who's that? Teddy Roosevelt, Rough Riders. Did he? Right. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, so um, <laughs> mean to derail you. So, stop, drop. All right. So, what I'm saying is, I think a lot of people go, "I make a fucking good pizza. I should open a pizza place because I make it better than the guy who owns the place I'm working at. I'm gonna make a pizza place." You make a good pizza, but that's about 20% of actually running the business, right? Definitely. So that's what, people don't, that's what people don't understand. The administrative side, when you get into it, is ha- half of what you do. Like just worrying about all this other stuff. When you get employees, that's what you get. So your business to me, like you as a business attorney helping small businesses, I think it, the more humans that get involved, the more work there is to be done on a legal side. 
right? For sure, yeah. Because your oper- operating agreements get get bigger and they get longer. And If you have one, <laughs> right? Yeah, most people don't have one, which is crazy too, right? Yeah. Like my thing was like, when I started this, I go, I'm going to be super tight, like crazy. And this will dovetail back into uh, trademark. Uh, I'm crazy. You, I mean, you saw our contract. It's long. For a digital agency, oh, yeah. it's super long. And you're like, what the hell? But it's like, we it's not tangible, right? And now we're in this age where digital, there's a lot of digital out there. There's a lot of Instagram entrepreneurs or Pinterest, Etsy shop owners out there that, you know, that think they have a brand, but it's not really protected. And I think what we've talked about is that you're hitting, you might be hitting a wave where people are starting businesses in this intangible era, right? I have a brand, but what is it? It's me. <laughs> There's a lot of people. It's intellectual property is what it really is. Exactly. But people don't think that they need to protect the intellectual property because they don't, they don't see it, right? Even, right. even if they write it all out and they have these documents on their computer of content and everything, they don't understand that that's, that is something that's protectable and that you need to protect. And ultimately that's the value of your company. Right. I mean, like people talk about the, the thing, the hard part with digital and why our contracts are tight is because people, there's a weird disconnect. There's a cognitive dissonance of like the work done here. And I'm like, you know, we, Eric and I are actually doing it. Like, <laughs> I know we don't like, have an I'll, app that does I'll, all this stuff not, for us. But we actually have to do it. But we're, like part of me goes, we're not sending out to the Philippines, but even that is its own service because you know how to project manage those kind of people, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Filipinos, I'm saying. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I know. Uh, you got to tell you know you got to learn Tagalog. That's and, a pro- but to project managing anybody like it, it, remotely is super difficult, I think, um, and keeping it within your your budget. I, I'm just saying, like, there. I want to keep a time lapse video of us working on stuff four people so it's like no no we're we're really sitting here doing all the shit yeah it's weird to see the final product never looks uh like it should with the amount of hours that we put in right because like you and i both want it to look clean and we want it to look seamless and all this stuff and then it's like you get that and be like yeah big deal and then yeah i don't know but i you get a lot of i get i've had a lot of bad debt clients this year just because they're like i don't think you're doing anything you're like i don't care yeah. Like that's not what we agreed on. I'll yeah. get it done by when I said I'll get it done, kind of thing. So, it's one of those things where I had another one recently, and I was just like, "Like, we're gonna go after them." Cause yeah, you just gotta stop chasing. Them. Stop no, no, stop trying to make it. I let or, I let Fantetti Legal do it. Good. Um, go on. <laughs> Erica may help me in the future. Uh, so, tell me about trademark. Why is trademark important? Well, it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. If you are serious about starting a business and a brand, um, I mean, some people want to open uh, drop shipping companies and try to make a quick buck. And they don't really care about establishing the brand. And, and that's that's fair. You know, we live in a world where that's an option. But if you want to grow something, um, it, it all comes down to rec- brand recognition and whether it's your name or your logo um, and people's logos change, so I, I do put more emphasis on getting your name protected. Um, if you spend all that money on whether it's like branding and graphic design, signage, um, and then the time that you put into your marketing efforts to get people to recognize that brand and that name, only to have to change that name down the road, you, you, I mean, that's a lot of money lost. And it's not as uncommon as people think. People think, oh, that's so far-fetched if somebody ends up with the same name as me. But it's actually 
not that far-fetched because they're so think about how long trademarks have been around like how many people have registered especially in the culture we live in right now where entrepreneurship is cool and exciting and trendy and people just want to start <laughs> filing for these new names and starting businesses all the time like how unique is your name really going to be and if you i hear a lot of people who have been in business for for several years and then all of a sudden somebody files for that name sends them a cease and desist letter yeah. because guess what they filed they got that registration so they went they, like, they did what they're supposed to do yeah i don't care if did you've been in business style. for 10 years like they got the trademark they have the rights and there's actually a lot of big firms who have um, clients where they just do a watch service and if somebody else appears with a similar name it doesn't have to be identical just something that could be similar they're going to send a cease and desist letter and they're going to ask you to change your name and if you don't, they're going to keep hounding you because they have more money, right? Yeah. Yeah. Should I, should I trademark my wife's name? My, yeah. She's got a dental practice that's not, because lots of dentists, they'll use their name, mm -hmm. which you don't need to trademark that, but she doesn't use her name. She uses Forest Hills Dental, which is Forest Hills, the neighborhood here in Tampa. Um, and I'm now I'm concerned. You should, you should go through it. Well, I went Maybe through I it with someone, a podcast, and it's a pain know, in the ass. I know someone that might be able to ex expedite that for you. Yeah. So how tell tell us tell us how you did it with that, because I bet Erica could kind of go, oh, well, here's here's what I would have done. Five well, different things. it's tough for me to remember. It was like, but it took, it took a long it, time. It took a while to get it done. Just and I, because I had uh, I did one of the online legal things to get it started, and then had it all sent away. And then I needed a, like a, a specimen of how we use the trademark, and I could not, I did not understand. Like, what do you people want from me? So this is if you try to do it on your own. And they did it, and it was like it was done. Um, but <laughs> specimen, like I know it, it's so confusing like the way they. Uh, yeah, no, it was like I oh, just use the screenshot. That screenshot's not good. It's like, <laughs> so it only took me like two years. How long should it have taken me? It, it takes about a year generally. Good. So. Yeah. I'm twice as stupid. But you you can be protected while the it's going while you're right. going through it, right? Mm -hmm. You can actually file before you start your business as you're kind of getting everything going and and um oh. ready to start. Now we're talking real planning, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, when you when you file it, you can expect to take a year, and you won't know for at least three or four months if you're going to end up with a refusal if you don't get a search done ahead of time before you file, which is what you really should be doing. You could end up not finding out for like a year that you can't have that trademark what is a search what do i so let's say i'm i'm opening a business doing it the right way i call you i go hey i'm opening a business can you do the search for me or is that part of the service how does this work well different attorneys have it structured differently so some have it included in the whole trademark process um you'll just get the search done to begin with for me it's separate um, because so many people have pushed back about the search, but I think I think it's crazy. I think everybody should have the search. Now, there's some people who have unique situations, and we kind of already know that there's not going to be something conflicting out there. Maybe they already filed a trademark, but they did it wrong, so they have to start over. Um, so, anyway, the search is not again. It's not a Google search. It's not even going on to the trademark search. Some some people think that they're really smart, and they like, yeah, I already went on to the USPTO website and did a test search. But uh, one example that <laughs> trademark attorneys like to use is um, if you were to go on there and you were to search Starbucks, obviously you're going to find all of Starbucks's uh, trademarks. But if you just add an S at the end to Starbucks, nothing, Starbucks's, yeah, nothing's yeah. going to show up. But 
you think that if you have a coffee shop and you want to name a Starbucks and add an S at the end that you're going to be able to get that name? No. Yeah. So mm. humans can't actually come up with every variation or combination of words and phrases and logos that could be considered a conflict. So that's why I use a special software Ooh. that can search it all for you. It's called value-added listeners. Mm. Well, it's called, like, best practices. I mean... Sure, on your you... side. I'm going mark- I'm going to market it for you. It's a value-add <laughs> okay. part of the service that you're protecting them. Yeah. I'm trying to sell you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. But, yeah, it is best practices on your side, and that's what a lawyer should do. Now, let's say this, too. We've talked about this. How frustrating it is that everybody thinks that their lawyer that does real estate law can do IP <laughs> law, right? Like, you guys out there that think you have your buddy hooking you up, it might mess you up more because it's like a Trojan horse. You think that they're taking care of it and they do commercial real estate law. <laughs> they don't do – it's a totally different segment, which, yeah, maybe they'll, maybe you'll get by with that. But, like, you, they segment them out. You, you pick a lane as an attorney, and it's very defined. Yeah, there's no way The buddy hooking you up is not good. No, like if somebody came to me for something like commercial real estate outside of contracts, I wouldn't know what the heck to do because that's not what I do. I mean, sure, could I find out and like you said, get by, make it work? I'm sure I can. I'm trained as a lawyer to be able to do that. But if you're going to hire somebody and you want an actual result to get done, you need to hire somebody who that's what they do. I think about it like general practitioner doctors, uh, they only get like two hours of nutrition training. Like mm-hmm. it's like in their curriculum, it's crazy. Like how low it is. Yeah. So like when they're giving you advice, they're just going off of just old rhetoric a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know. So it's mm-hmm. like, it's it's one of those things where you're like, it's not preventative. They just when you're broke comes in. But you don't know. Like if you don't know that, then you just take their advice, and then you, in a weird way, you get you could get sicker uh, mm-hmm. or be less healthy or whatever. But uh, I had something I wanted. I meant to slack you. I heard about yesterday, Mister T. Uh, oh, I heard about that too. Just sued uh, a marijuana company, medical mar- not medical marijuana, I guess recreational, but uh, they have a hybrid uh, kind of weed called Mr. T. But no, it's just MRT. Well, right? it's Mr. Tusk. They use like a periodic element of, in their like branding, so every one of their names is like uh like breaking bad's credits exactly okay. exactly uh so it uses like a capital letter and then one or two letters after that so it has missed mrt to stand for mr tusk which is what their their strand is called uh-huh. strain is called uh-huh. and so i'll show it to you it looks i mean does he have a case i guess what does it have a mohawk or something? he doesn't want to be affiliated with it no What's oh, the, that's just the huh? letters. So Mr. T, it? Mr. T, you know who Mr. T is, right? Mr. T and the women? I don't know. That, <laughs> that was a movie. <laughs> that was a God, Dr. I feel T. old now. How old are you? <laughs> Am I allowed to she's, ask that? She's, she's a ma'am. That's all you need to know. Ma'am. Uh, you know who Mr. T not is? madame. Don't, don't be confused. Uh, no. Uh, I'm pretty the fool. You remember the A-team? Or what? Which Rocky was he in? Two I, or three? I've told you this. I don't remember movies. Like I don't. If you make a movie, you just dropped Mr. T and the Women. That is oh. a very obscure movie <laughs> reference. I get it. What was that Richard Gere? I think so. I mean, what? Is it I called mean, I don't Mr. Know. T and the Women? Doctor T, maybe. Yeah, Doctor T and the Women. Yeah. <laughs> Say Mr. T and the Women. That's like a porno. 
There's someone listening to this like, God damn it. Just Google it, idiots. <laughs> that movie came out in 2000, yeah. I think Dr. T. Dr. T, okay. Yeah. I've only watched it like five times, guys, okay? Mr. Uh, T in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> you don't remember, but it's a Robert Altman film. That's why. Oh. It's, ooh. Um, talks really fast. One of those kind. Talkies. Um, but Mr. T, you don't remember the A-team? Guy on a mohawk said, pity the fool. No. no okay. Just, yeah. Wow. Wow, really? That's... So so that's the th- but that that's important to this, right? Because no one under we're thirty five. Mm-hmm. I'll just say you're you're younger than thirty five. I won't say any any age unless you want to say it. Um but she didn't, I already asked her and she didn't ask her. <laughs> Pretty clear. Bleed the fifth. Yeah. Uh, My birthday was this month. It's a it's a, it's a sensitive topic. <laughs> that helps. <laughs> that helps everybody. Oh, I have a birthday. Oh, do you have one? Yeah. In what general. Is it? I said my birthday's in a week. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. What are you going to do? Nothing. I'm a grown man. Play roulette, Russian roulette? <laughs> Deer hunter style? Um, so, Mr. T- so that actually brings into, like, could he even sue? Because he's not really relevant. Mr. T was popular in the 80s and not really, like, pretty popular, but not. Okay. So, Erica, would he have to show that he's still profiting from the name mr t how would it like i think it's irrelevant what you just showed me on that screen mrt and kind of the oh that guy <laughs> yeah gold chains oh, yeah. That guy. yeah that dude <laughs> well he is one of those guys that's like uh, his whole life if, unless mr. you're t. our age <laughs> you are like that's that dude i don't like he didn't do anything he was in one movie in right. a team that's it yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's but like, the MRT and cannabis and whatever completely unrelated. I don't think there's right. any. Even if I did know who the guy was before you showed me his picture, I don't think there's any potential confusion. I guess Mr. Two. T. He just has to go after anything and everything. So like part, that. Like, part right? of it, I mean, and what else is he gonna do? So he's suing because no more he's serial a, money. He is a born again Christian, I think, and so that's part of his brand. Watch Rocky Three, by the way, best Rocky. Yeah, I'll I'll put it out there. Okay. Better than four. Um, so four what one. is this cannabis company doing with MRT? Like our, our that that's it. That's the thing I just showed you. Just, the periodic table with uh-huh. Mr. T, and they short. Obviously, they probably shorten it if you make an order over the phone. But they the weren't retail. even. They they had MRT no period after the yeah. R or anything. It's not even. That's just three well, Mr. Letters. T's lawyers think he can sue. That's what and whether they here's, here's what's ingenious though on his, uh, Mr. T's side. If he wins or loses, he's getting PR. He's getting in the news. So if you looked at it from a marketing dollars kind of aspect, the case might get dropped or thrown out. But he's getting he's still getting talked about. Well, I don't know who owns this cannabis strand or who leafly. We'll see. Okay, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know what kind of money they have. But presumably, Mr. T has more money to fight it and just say. At this point, I mean, I have no the weed idea company probably company has more is. money than we, Mr. T. There's a, I mean, there's a lot of small cannabis companies out there who don't have a lot going on. For 40 years, one. Mr. T has authorized his name to be used for promotion and branded products, but he is not and never was on board with Leafly using Mr. T. Is the T even capitalized? Nope. Nope. And there's and no, no period. period. Yeah, that's bullshit. Yeah. Mr. T. He's suing for trademark infringement and for the company to stop using Mr. T name. We reach out to this is TMZ I'm reading. Reach out to Leafly for a comment. Obviously, they're not going to comment. His but. he has a trademark for Mr. T. You have to look at what does he have it in relation to. I wonder if it was on purpose though. I wonder if the company did have it have it be called Mr. T in shorthand or something. You know, 
because you said Mr. Tusk, but you, they call you it Mr. That's that. the real name is Mr. Tusk. So uh, at the bottom there, I see. And they have hybrid at the top left to as like a categorization thing. But the the rep from how would you handle this on the PR side if you're their uh, uh, Leafly's attorney? Because they just say we pity the absurdity of this claim. It's pretty funny. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That was his line. Oh yeah, he used to say I pity the fool. <laughs> I had to explain. Let's I was explain like, why that's oh, a yeah. good comeback. Oh, yeah. This is why it's kind of witty. <laughs> I'm looking over at you blank. You're like, mm-mm, mm-mm, <laughs> Still mm. talk about Mr. T? Yeah? Okay. <laughs> the most I've talked about Mr. T ever all, in my entire life is uh, like all condensed into that. Yeah. I've never thought about it more than th- just Rocky III. Um, all right. So, but I wanted to use that as an example of like how crazy this can get, right? Because you might not know there's someone in the cut <laughs> waiting to sue you at any time. Right. And then what was the brew one? We, did we go over that? The, Florida the, Avenue brew. The, the boutique. Well, the boutique. This is a different local one, but yeah. this is interesting too, I think for the local shop owner out there. So tell, I, I can't tell it like you told me. All right. Well, so I don't know exactly all of the details, but basically uh, we have a local um, shop that is, a champagne bar and a boutique, a clothing boutique for women. Yes. And they call and it. And for Eric and I. <laughs> we get our we get our gal time. Does it have on. to be women only? Well, yeah. I mean, anyone can drink the champagne. I guess anyone can wear the clothes, technically. <laughs> Usually we're wearing our rose all day shirts <laughs> in here. So I feel a social experiment going on. <laughs> yeah. I just, I just went to New York and there was a, a store in there that was, um, it says the world's first gender neutral store or something like that i'll wear my male romper in there oh my god i've been seeing so many male rompers lately no you haven't i swear i went to a baby shower saturday is a co-ed baby shower two guys wearing rompers that's a joke for real what for real that was an internet joke that took place and just i think shinesty pushed it because they do silly stuff like that they're out of gainesville i think too uh but they, they make that stuff up. Then it becomes a story. Then it becomes a thing. It's a thing. I saw a guy in New York, too. Like, no. uh, yeah, he had a black romper on and a Chanel belt um, and fancy shoes. And what he a was. Sucker. I wonder if he's he seen Dr. T and the women. <laughs> 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 Sounds like he has. He started Mr. T and the women. Oh, thank you, John Paul. Whoa. That's, Is that uh, me? No. Oh, it's like, well, I don't think so. I'm assuming it's Is that my new ringtone? It through. Um, I can't see. So all right, so I sorry, okay. we got we got caught up in the real fun <laughs> girly stuff. Boutique, what was okay, that? Okay, Bartique, Bartique, right? Bartique. So it was called Bubbly Bartique. It's um this local down the street where we are here in Tampa, and um, I guess not long after they opened their store, they got a notice from another one over in St. Pete, which is like forty five minutes away, that they had the same name and they wanted this this store to stop using it yeah um now it wasn't identical like they were both using the term bartique but the names were different um like this one was bubbly i don't i don't know what the other one was called but um so they started you know going back and forth trying to resolve that issue but then some company uh, another uh, business up in i think it was south carolina south carolina or north carolina well they also had bartique and they had the trademark so they <laughs> came yeah. to these both of these businesses and said, "Well, you're both out. <laughs> Neither of you are going to use those names." And they, and they resolved it ultimately. But both of the St. Pete and the 
the Tampa companies had to completely rebrand. That means all new signage, any like hang tags they had for their clothing, any social media presence, marketing, whatever they so, put in. Eric, think of that for your stuff and how much cost and time and frustration that would uh, cost, right? Yeah, dude. The exterior signage alone is like, that is dad mad angry. Oh, yeah. Right? Like, God, no. Yeah. It's so expensive all to get a good sign. I have all my shirts. Right. They're all. That's so we, we were talking about that. Just, just the opportunity lost, just the time spent that you have to, it, the opportunity time lost that you have to fix everything too in a matter of a week or whatever, whatever it is, is just sucks. And just, uh, and when you're a retail exterior signage is expensive. Like to change that would make me so mad. I just be like, uh, well, I'm not in the coffee business anymore. I'm not in the champagne business anymore. But, um, but their name is cute now. It's Bar Chic. So that's even better. Yeah, huh. I like that better. Take that Bar Chic. The, the Saint Pete is Brutique. So and oh, okay. don't I call anybody that. ma'am in either of those places. <laughs> that's a callback thirty minutes ago. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, we are out are of done? time. Okay. D'AngelaLaw.com for all your trademark business legal needs. D'AngelaLaw.com. Thanks